you know what? What? I'm going to have every fucking Fortune 500 company coming after me to lead oh, their yeah. diversity programs. I'm going to make fucking $14 billion a month because I'm the yeah. diversity fucking king queen. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Ape Cast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. This is Don. Now, here's the thing. David is having his 40th birthday today, and he is in Mexico with his lovely wife, Katie. And so it has been, I've been tasked. My job for this podcast is to call together some stuff that we uh, either recorded much, you know, a long time ago and never used, things that made me laugh, um, that kind of stuff. So this, uh, this is really for David. Um, this is your birthday, your birthday podcast, but I hope all of you listening out there enjoy it as well. Enjoy. So, I mean, I know what my method of getting freelance gigs is. What is your, what what methods work for you to get freelance gigs? Because this is kind of a big deal, like right now in the world, is is that a lot of people the gig are gig economy. It. Well, like forty percent yeah. of of the workforce right now is yep. freelance, and everybody's fighting for the same fucking six jobs. So, well, and I wonder about that that statistic because forty percent of the working force, you know, is that are they, you know, as freelancers, are they? You know, Uber and Lyft drivers. Yeah, some of them. A good portion, I'm sure. Because that's different than being a freelance events. Well, no, it's 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 different, but it's writer. The thing is, it's similar in that you are providing a service that is not a guaranteed wage. It is not an hourly wage. It is not a salaried wage. And that's what the gig economy is all about. Oh, but the difference there is between what you and I do and an Uber or Lyft driver is that. They've got a built-in system to provide them. Well, they're a part jobs. of a system, so the, yeah. so the, so we don't that, have a system. So I guess so my my question is, what are your techniques on not 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 just doing the freelance gig, but how do you get yeah. the freelance? Because yeah. doing them is easy. Yeah, and getting once you, them is once hard. You get the, that's the thing: getting them and then invoicing them. So two quick paid. two quick short stories. Yeah, the first one um, is when I was dating that girl that was awful. Yeah, uh, back years during the dark the dark years. Uh, I had some, I had some, barely, I had some freelance gigs. I was finding my way in the city. I didn't know anybody, and I was just, you know, lucky yeah. if I found shit, um, which I'll explain how I found those things in a second. Uh, I remember one of the gigs ended, like it was, create, you know, right, this guy's website. The website gets done, the job is over, yeah. right? Yeah. And I remember her saying to me, you've been fired from every freelance gig you've had. I looked at her and I said, you don't know what freelance is. Yeah. I wasn't fired. I did the job. I got paid. And I was done. Time to move on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, that's, that's, how that's it, what freelance is. Yeah. So that's for... The second thing is back in like I was a junior or sophomore in high school, my mother bought me this book called It's Not What You Know, It's Who You Know. Okay. Which is, and I never read it because yeah, but it's, but once you read, read a fucking the book like that, yeah, yeah, yeah and, that, the that, and that's and the title. Frankly, is that's enough. all you really need to know. Most of these self help books like that, bullshit. You get everything you need to know from the title. If you want good self help, read Mark Manson. Okay, yeah, I mean, don't don't read self help. 
No, but the thing is, he, <laughs> he is he actually, and I wouldn't say he writes self help, but it, 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 it's one of the, he's one of the few writers that I read when it comes to this kind of stuff, and I am just insanely jealous at how good he is at it. Yeah. At it, and he's one of the very few people that I actually pay five dollars a month to subscribe to his okay. fucking website. Um, he's really good. Mark Manson is exceptional, and okay. uh, and that's what he does. He's a freelance writer, and you know, but I don't. I don't really do the tutorials about how to freelance write because I've got other stuff for that. I, I know it works yeah. for me. But he's got, uh, he's just really good. He's a good writer. And, okay. I, and I like that. So so I, for me, a lot of it is, it's it's dumb luck. Okay. It's timing, shit that I have no sure. control over. It's... Uh, do you cold call? Do you well, send out emails? No. What do you do? I, just, eh, I used to. Okay. I don't anymore, and maybe to my detriment. Sometimes. And this is all, and just to be clear for everybody listening, this is all freelance writing. This is freelance writing. This is um, marketing. Yeah. So, like, marketing help, brand strategy. Brand strategy. Okay. Um, and that, copywriting that's sort of for this bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. so, I mean, there's a couple things I do, which kind of makes it hard sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes it's just if you need a, if you need a website, you I can do it. that. If yeah. you need. Fucking cold called letters. I've written cold called letters for yeah, real yeah, estate for agents. For everything, yeah. You know? Okay, so yeah. Um, so your ba- your basic skill is marketing and writing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so those are the those are the jobs that you freelance out. Regardless of what the specifics are, you're either working on marketing strategy and marketing, or you're doing writing. Right. Okay. So a lot of it is, it's it's, it is who you know. Yeah. When I got laid off from a job in 2011, I was the marketing director. No, what the fuck was I? Uh, <laughs> brand brand manager and senior copywriter. Got laid off from that job. As I was walking out of the building on my last day, I picked up the phone and I called the president of an agency that we'd been working with. Yeah. And I said, dude, I just got laid off. If you ever need any writing or exactly. brand stuff, give me a call. I ended up working with that agency. So it's about for asking. Years. So it's really, asking. the answer is people just need to know you're there. Exactly. It's and that's because I get this question a lot. Uh, I, I just had a conversation. I won't say her name, but I just had a conversation with somebody who is endeavoring mm-hmm. to uh, do a lot of freelance work in her field, and she's very frustrated because she doesn't quite. I mean, this is why I brought the question up is because I gave her what I do, which is. Um, a ton, I mean, a ton of emails, a ton of cold calls. And I do a lot of like just getting on the phone and calling people. Mm-hmm. And it really boils down to saying, listen, this is what I do. This is what I anticipate you may need. Mm-hmm. And if you need this, I mean, I, I, right. I, you know, I just, I just sent out uh, something to, um, and we're not going to put it on the web on the on the podcast that we're moving to Vegas just yet because uh, Dana hasn't told uh, her boss. Okay, but I just recently uh, noticed that uh, that the NPR in Vegas is looking for you know that, that they they exist. I don't know if they need an events guy. I know people there. Okay, well then we'll yeah we'll talk. <laughs> but I don't know if they need an events guy. But I saw that they had a link to jobs at this particular yeah. station. I've done this in LA. I've mm-hmm. done it in New York. Yep. Um, because I, you know, that's the thing is as a freelance events guy, I'm used to flying to different cities and right. taking care of business. Right. Um, and so I just randomly just said, Hey, listen, this is, this is who I am. Here's my resume. This is what I do. I don't know if you're looking for someone that is an events professional, but I notice on your website that you don't do mm-hmm. uh, a lot of events. Cause I did. And, and this is what I also told her, my friend, 
is a little bit of research goes a long way. Yeah. And this is what I've discovered, and at least the success that I've found in these things, is that the more I know about what they need or what I perceive that they need, yeah. the better my pitch is. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, and the other thing I've noticed about it, specifically about events, and this is sort of a gray area, but it's 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 a frustrating area, is that nobody hires me because I work hard. And nobody hires me because... I have 30 years of experience. They hire me because I have good ideas yeah. about what kind of events they do. And so what I've discovered is I have to give away a ton of great ideas mm-hmm. before I actually land a gig. And sometimes in the case, like, I, mean, I, I, I will be very specific times, yeah. in the case of the Chicago History Museum mm-hmm. where I gave them about like 22 events ideas with the anticipation that I would get hired to execute them, they took the ideas and executed them th- yeah. themselves, yeah. which was very frustrating for me. But what I realized And is, that will happen. But it's going to happen a lot, and that's yeah. what I told her. Is But my strategy is give them a couple of really good event ideas that they probably haven't thought of. There is an offside chance you're going to get somebody that's unethical enough to say, I'm taking that idea. Right. But if you get one client that says, that's a great fucking idea, I'm hiring you, right. that makes up for all the ideas you give away. And then the best thing, and that's what I told her, is I said, this thing is, is as much as you want to hang on to your concept of intellectual property, yeah. your ideas aren't that unique. Right. And if you come up with a really unique idea, do it yourself. Yeah. For the most part, really what you're doing is you're creating dazzle camouflage for what is normally the thing. And that's what, the, if there's anything that I do from an events perspective, is I offer a more theatrical and sort of a, a content-centric mm-hmm. perspective on what an event would be. So, well, I'll go back to you. Yeah. And not to continue jerking you yeah, off, yeah. but yeah, yeah, you yeah. also, I mean, well, that, this is an important thing, is that you have to consider what you offer. Like, you're offering the 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 artistic approach to the event, the theatrical approach to the event, yeah. but you also do the... The work. The, yeah, the yeah. nitty gritty fucking yeah. in the trenches. Yeah, dirty but nobody pays for filth. that. Nobody wants that. That's not. But if you can offer what, yeah. everything, I'll I mean, give. They, I'll give them everything. If you look at my website, you see all the. I'm mean, getting testimonials from Millennium mm-hmm. Park right now, and some of them are very yeah. like, yeah, you rock. Yeah, and so and and, and ultimately, that's what you do. Well, and it's it's, it's different. about your it's different ideas because there's and you execute well. I was as you were explaining like what you do. I was thinking, well, you know, what do I do? Like part of one of the contracts that I have right now is with an agency, uh, and I'm basically their their overflow guy. Yeah. Like, they got too busy, and they got too big, and they need somebody, like, the, the three people in this small agency can't handle all the work, so yeah. they need more people to do the work. So I'm I'm just their, their to, copywriter. To, to, to clean up, yeah. And I, and I help, and the re- part and of the reason pays. they like me is, one, I do good writing. Yeah. And two... A very good writer. I can weigh in on strategy and things like that. So they see there's a different value to it. Now, my wife would argue that, well, they're not they're not paying you to give give them strategy. They're just paying you to write. Mm. And she's not wrong, but, but she's also value, wrong. But that's the value added. Because that's the value added. Because then they can say, David Himmel is the greatest guy to do this. He can help you with all this shit. Yeah. You know, so there's... Like, you, you, you well, have you know, and, and, there, and there's also a certain amount of integrity. I, I, I think I told you last week, and we didn't talk about this uh, on, the, on the podcast, but I had an opportunity to work with a company. Mm-hmm. Um, and they originally offered me a full-time job. 
to work in their offices here in Chicago and then go on the road to, to produce events. Yeah. And for a variety of reasons, I realized I could not take the full-time job. Right. And so I went to him and I said, well, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to take the full-time job, but if you want to use me freelance. So they said, how about a five-month contract and then we'll do you freelance. Mm-hmm. And then over the course of the week, they were like, yeah, let's meet this week. I said, great. And in full disclosure, because that's, I'm a, you know, I'm a grown person and I work like with adults, mm-hmm. I sent them a list of my blackout dates. And my blackout dates basically for the fall are mostly uh, holidays. Yeah. I mean, Dan and I are going to go, we're going to go spend a week in uh, Pennsylvania for Thanksgiving because she hasn't seen her family in a year. And so we're going to drive out to Pennsylvania yeah. and spend a week seeing her father and a mother sure. and all this kind of stuff. And then Christmas... We always spend about a week in Christmas because I, you know, don't get to see my folks very often. Right. And so that's, and I, and I, you know, that's the thing is most of it is like I sent them. Uh, and that's reasonable. I you know, I sent them the, 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 the Buckhouse dates, but said mm-hmm. that that was flexible yeah. because ultimately if I can't make it, you can always handle it, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I only have to go three hours away from yeah, exactly. traveling yeah. during yeah. the holidays. So they so, came, yeah. they, they came back at me with, and what I, I gathered and my first re- response was to be a little like, fuck you was sort of uh, the way that the, the way the email came across was that they're used to working with 25 year olds that yeah. will do just about anything you know this yep. will do just about anything for the gig and really got I mean like the language was very much no fuck you you don't get to have a vacation because mm-hmm. you're working for us yeah and my response instead of getting pissed because there's no reason to get pissed I mean, I still would like to work with these people, but was, well, I appreciate where you're coming from, but these dates are inflexible for me, Mm -hmm. and I will not be working on these dates because family is always going to come first to me, and I totally understand, and that's what I said in email, I totally understand where you're coming from because your bottom line is contingent upon these dates. I got it. Um, Apparently, this isn't going to, if that is the requirement for this kind of freelance work, this isn't going to work for me. Um, and you may want to turn to somebody that perhaps is less experienced, but is a little more flexible. Yeah. And they came back to me and said, are you sure you can't change your plans? And I thought about it for about 10 seconds and went, no, because I just told you right. that my family is going to come first. As much as I'd love to make the money, right? my family's got to come first yeah. every time. Yeah. And I said, no. I said, but I, I said, I really want to work with you guys in the future. So... Please keep me in mind for future days. I think I'll probably need at least three weeks in advance notice for any kind of travel. Mm-hmm. But if we can agree to that, I will. Uh, I'll knock it out of the park. Yeah. And they came back with me saying, "Okay, we can work with that." Sure. So you know, I mean, but well, and that's the thing is that there's in for most reasonable agencies or or companies or whoever that are hiring freelancers, they understand that you're freelance and that shit comes up, and you yeah. sometimes. Like, I'm off on a Wednesday. Yeah. Doesn't matter why. I'm just not going to be here on a Wednesday for a call or a meeting or a fucking deadline. I I, I will either get it to you on Tuesday, which means you might have to work harder on Monday and, you know, before. Whatever it is. Or I'll get it to you on Thursday, whatever it is. Like, that's. So, I mean, the the simple way. Simple. Yeah, I guess a simpler way to, to, to start into this is rather than cold call. 
like, you know, like find all the organizations that yeah. might need what you can offer and that are lacking and that, because that's the way, you, you know, that is one that's way you, you gotta can do it. it. That's one way to do it. Like, yeah. You know, I, I see that this website looks like shit. So I contact the, that company and say, I can fix I can your website. Fuck, yeah, I can fucking knock and, your and, website And if you can bring yeah. in, you know, you know, more than like just the writing for, because I'm a writer. Yeah, yeah, here. yeah. Like, I, I have designers. I have web designers that I can mm-hmm. work with. Like, we can do this. Yeah, have a team that right. you can work with. Yeah, that I've always helps. That like, if you if you need this, I've got a guy that can do this. If yeah, you're, if got, you're a full package. Yeah, I've got PA people. Yeah. I've got AV people. And we I've all got have that. Photographers. Yeah, you've yeah. got to have you've got to have a team yeah. that you can call upon. But the other thing that I think a lot of people don't think about, and sometimes I don't think about enough, is. Don't cold call. Do a lukewarm call. Call the people you used to work with. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even the companies that you got laid off from or fired from, if there's somebody in that system, like, hey, if you ever need a writer to handle this shit, you know. Oh, I'm annoying know, that way. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, shit, this job that I have um, with the small agency that I'm, I'm just their, like, overflow guy. Yeah. But it's working out great. They're happy. I'm happy. I got that. It was out of fucking nowhere. Because someone the owners you. of that agency know a woman that I worked with for a minute, and she hit on you, and they were just chatting. She's a client of theirs now, and that's and she's ultimately, like, you know who you should use? You should call David and, Himmel. And, and quite frankly, that's one of the things that, that, I, that I told, and that, that is, I'm glad you and I are at least on the same page with this. That was one of the things I said is is initially it is all cold call, it is all just getting in the door. But then secondarily, and and this is what I've discovered about my freelance work, is it's all about referrals. Yeah. It's all about somebody saying, oh, I know this guy who does this work. And and I'll be honest with you, and I, I actually wanted to, it didn't occur to me just now, but I will share with you that between you and Scott Whitehair, you have both helped me very much in realizing to charge the value that I provide. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you first get into freelance... Just anything. Any fucking thing. Will you buy me lunch? Will you buy me lunch? Will you buy me coffee? Give me $25. bucks. i will do whatever you want. I'll take a $25 and you don't iTunes do card. That. And you don't do that. You have a line that you are like, this is what I am worth. It's flexible. Well, it's flexible. Based on it, certain things. But, but you know, you've got, but, yeah. a, you've got a definite... You don't take less than your... For the most part, less than what you believe Well, that's value. an important thing. Is like, what Scott Whitehair is the same way. He does not take less unless he has a reason for it. Yeah. And I've kind of... It took me a while to get there because I've only been like literally I've only been freelance like about, year two years. Change, it, about yeah, two, two years, about two years now. Yeah, wow. You yeah. know, it'll be two years in March. So you know, well, we're, and that's an important thing. That's I get a lot of questions about figuring that. that out. Is figure out what you're worth. Yeah, and and don't give in to doing unless you have a specifically good reason for saying, all right, I'm going to take. Fifty percent less than I would ordinarily charge for this reason. Don't ever take fifty percent less. Well, it depends. Oh the thing my about, god! No, this is the thing: is, is that there are there there are cases. Uh, I'll give you an example: is I know what I'm worth, and I know how good I am, and I know how yeah. much you know the, the street cred I've got. But um, I get a call from a theater, a brand new theater company out in the middle of nowhere, Illinois, mm-hmm. and he's a, a friend of mine. He's somebody that I've worked with. They are working around the clock to put this theater together, and they don't have a clue. Yeah, I mean they're 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 dealing with 
uh, a chamber of commerce that they're not used to using, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I went, you know what, I, I, and that's what I asked. I said, what is your budget for this? That's a good question to ask up front. Yeah, you know, what is your budget for this? Because I don't want to charge you, I don't want to outcharge you and then fuck you over. And then they're like, ah, oh, we can't do Don. But like, well, then not look. even that. The thing is, they would say, I can do Don, but then all of a sudden, they're fucked. Yeah. Because they can't pay me what I'm asking for. So I said, what's your budget? So we talked about it, and I ended up taking... About a quarter of what I would charge to anybody but else. But did you give them less? No. So that's the other in thing. Fact, that- in fact, I gave them more than I would have given somebody that paid full price because they, now in addition to consultation on how to work with this Chamber of Commerce and on how to work with events on how to do their promotion, I actually sat down and made them a promotional mm-hmm. video okay. for no cost at all. See, there's no hard science to this. No. That's the thing. Is it like you give them a discount if you know, for your hourly rate or your project rate, like depending on what it is. And I get this question a lot from a lot of other writers and a lot of other people doing freelance. Uh, You know, what is your rate? And you can find that shit online. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Type in like, what are going rates for freelance writers or freelance event producers? So that can be a base for you. And then you're like, all right, what do I have to earn every month? That's to really afford my the life. thing is I don't give a shit. And then anybody you else back time it for that. I go, what do I need to make? Yeah, and that's what's like in this specific case. Uh, what I would have charged him, what I would have charged anybody else, I would have charged him at least a grand. Okay. For what initially, let's be honest with you, initially would have been about five hours work. Okay. Um, it ended up being about twenty five hours work, mm-hmm. and I only charged him two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, that's right. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was you know, the thing about it was, it was, in a, and that, and that's what I, and, and I, I bring this up because I was this, my friend that was asking about this, I, I gave this as an example, and I said, this is the thing. If it had been I had six projects all going on, I could not have given them the right. 25 hours of work, then they wouldn't have yeah, got that. Yeah, because if, how hungry are you? They would have paid $250 yeah. for what I had to give them. Right. But because I happened to have about a week where I did not have any gigs, mm-hmm. I had no work that I was working on, yeah. I had the time, and he was a friend, and they had no money, and they're a nonprofit, and what they're doing is something I believe in. Nonprofits, you should always discount. I went, okay. 50% is the only reason you should yeah, not it's you like, should it's discount. It's like, I'm going to give this. Yeah. I've done some pro bono work for some groups that yeah. are nonprofit that sure. I believe in. And what and that's okay too because that also like because there's things we consider like it leads to referrals it It builds your resume it builds your portfolio all those things yeah I mean I've got this contract like contract work it's guaranteed money every month I normally for what I'm doing you got a contract with Politico right. For like each project. It's, so that's it's a project, project by project. Yeah. That's not a contract? It's not as rigorous as I want it to be. Um, I'm working on that. Okay. And they're developing So how that. are you working on that? That's I, I'm curious. So for Politico, it's been Politico Focus, which is their um, their sponsored content sure. arm, which pays really fucking well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how did you get that? This is something. that. Yeah, okay, so dumb fucking luck. Yeah, yeah. It was right after I started working. I got the full-time gig mm-hmm. at, at Peak Six, yeah. um, which I think is the first time I've actually said their name on... Which they actually tried to hire me, and I said no. Did they really? Yeah. <gasps> For that fucking marketing coordinate? Uh-huh. Oh, God! How did that... We need to talk about yeah, that Yeah, later. yeah, All right. I guess I, I just, Show I, notes. When you said Peak Six, I went, oh, that, I totally forgot to tell How you that. How the fuck could you forget about that? I just didn't think about it. Because oh, my I went, Jesus. Because right. I went, no, I'm not working for you. God damn it. Now my dick is hard. All right, <laughs> yeah, show yeah, notes yeah, for that one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so it was right when I started, and I had a friend of mine, like a friend of a, like a 
like a disconnected friend of a friend who she knew a guy who was one of the editors for Political Focus who was looking for a writer to do this thing and a healthcare writer. And okay. I and you were used healthcare. to Chicago Health, yeah, health, health Magazine. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, call David Himmel. So he called me and that was that. And yeah. then he left and then I just was in with the yeah. people already. So there were a bunch of different projects that I worked with. They kept calling me for that stuff. The one that I'm working on now is not a writing thing. I mean, I've written some it's stuff It's like for a radio it. thing. It's a podcast. Yeah. So they want me and I'm... I'm now the, I helped with the script, or I wrote the script for this video that they're doing for this, it's this whole package, this sales yeah. package. I wrote the script for the for the video package. I helped with the script for the podcast. I wrote the questions and I'm the host of the podcast. Okay. And, and then I wrote the introduction for the, like a 500 word thing. For sure. The, so I'm the whole package now. Yeah, yeah. You, you, like you, I can you, do you visual made yourself, You made yourself indispensable. In that situation, yeah. which so is hopefully great. now they will keep coming back to me for these things. Yeah. Whether it's the whole package or it's just we need a script for this, yeah. for the video, we need a voiceover so for this. So you've gotten into a corporation that has long arms and big cash, yes. yep. and they will utilize you, and yep. that is how you... Okay. Then, yep. then, yeah, what, and at Christmas last year, I sent the two editors Garrett's Popcorn. Well, because because well, you know, the, you do a little, you do a little stewardship, the that helps. Yeah, it's, the network, it's, it's the thing that you're far better at than I am. Yeah, but it's it can, it's really easy to do. It costs you some money, but it helps. It does help. So the other thing is that if you call, like, the warm, not even lukewarm calling, but warm calling, call the people, just call your fucking friends. Be like, hey, Don, you work at, you know, Acme Company. Yeah. If you guys ever need a writer or a brand strategy guy or a marketing guy, just just call me. There you go. Just call me. I might not be the right guy, but bring me... Just stay... The trick is to stay top of mind. Yeah. I spend a lot of time at the agency that I worked at or worked with because um, I didn't work at, you know, yeah, I was freelance. With. Yeah. But that one when I got laid off from mm-hmm. the, the brand marketing job um, back in, in 11, um, I'll, I'll go into their office sometimes during the week just and just work. I'll just yeah. work there because I'm yeah. friends with the I'm friends with yeah, everybody that works you. there. And they're fine. They're like, dude, there's a fucking, use our thing. printer, yeah, eat our snacks, a, it's there's fine. There's a networking kind of thing. But if I'm there, they see they, me and they're thinking, oh, you know what? You know, you know I can this? use David with this. Yeah, that's and exactly maybe right. it's just like, oh, we need a new fresh idea. And it might not be the thing that you want to do, like the mm-hmm. writing, but I can charge them Hundred bucks, like, dude. Yeah. I gave you an idea. It's, it's like, hundred bucks. Well, it's like, it's like with Millennium Park. You know, I never worked for D Case, but I right. know that they're they're right. already inviting me to meetings to, to, to debrief from the summer to talk about next summer. Um, you know, Grant Park is actually asking. Okay. They've, they've, we've already had the conversation that maybe I should come in January and work for six weeks to get things set up for their front of house. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, so it's... And the hardest part is, is, like, is selling yourself. That's always yeah. the hardest part. Boom, boom, boom. And it's embarrassing to call, like, I need a job. But here's Fuck the that. thing. It's never people, embarrassing. People need you. Yeah. And you can call, you can tell your friends and people you know, like, I've, I I have a, a skill. I need to make money. If you suck. Everybody knows that. That's like, it's if okay you suck to say, and you have your me. skill, then it's you're basically you're an organ grinder yeah. or a monkey. But the fact is, the organ grinder still provides music. Right. And the monkey's cute. If Katie were to do that to me, I'd be bothered by it because I don't squawk too much at home. Uh, but Katie doesn't do that. Katie just doesn't fucking listen. She just... <laughs> and like, because I'll bring something up later and she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I've, we talked about this for an hour. She's like, oh yeah, I zoned out. 
<laughs> she just she really just does not listen at all. Oh, yeah. she's good at marriage. She's good at marriage. She's good at being the wife in the she marriage. She is good is what at, it is. yeah, she knows exactly how to do, she but knows she plays her hand well. It's been driving me fucking crazy lately. I, really, I mean, since the, since the kid's been born, since, since Harry's graced, blessed, blessed our lives. You're just uh, not the most important thing in the room anymore. I don't care about guy. that. I most, I don't want to be. Cis, heterosexual, white yeah, guy. You're whatever. not the most important guy in the room. Hey, buddy, you hang out. When I turn 40, <laughs> I'm blowing all that shit out the water. I'm fucking there transitioning every fucking opposite way that I can. Uh, Far out. I'm, I'm actually going to transition so hard that I'm going to prefer the third Matrix movie over all others. That's how hard wow. I'm going to go. Yeah. And I'm just gonna and I'm gonna re, I'm gonna rename you Fatima, so there you go. I'm I'm gonna like the the Christopher Nolan Batman films. That's You're gonna how be Fatima, hard. Fatima Asghar, the Muslim <laughs> lesbian. Yeah. Uh, you know you're gonna have a like a a, a gimp leg. Oh man! And you know what? You're it. You know what? What? I'm gonna have every fucking Fortune 500 company coming after me. To lead oh, their yeah. diversity programs. I'm going to make fucking $14 billion a month because I'm the yeah. diversity fucking king queen thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You fucking right. wait and see, man. I got I got to check with the wife to make sure that her art is well represented, which it is. It's the same piece. She drew it. It's, yeah. You didn't do anything to it. And that it's not... Um, Copy from... Directly yeah. from it. It's directly from it, so it's not like... Plus it's your tattoo. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, <laughs> have him start eating, man. He's got stuff. He's got he's got appointments. He's got appointments. Let's do it. Let's do this. He can handle the resize and all that nonsense. Phone calls up anyway. So nobody, nobody paying, nobody's paying for waiting for your wife. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so <laughs> just keep relaxed, okay? And breathe while I tattoo. Don't hold your breath, which okay. I mean I can tell you're already doing. I am. <laughs> yes. So breathe both in and out. <laughs> And then okay. repeat that. Yeah. All right. People will breathe out. I'm not holding my breath, <laughs> yeah. but they're not inhaling. They're not inhaling. <laughs> so they There's no breath to hold. They, they, they think they're not holding it. That's so it's like <laughs> they're, they're just keeping it out. <laughs> All right, I'll start Here with we go. The, I'm getting some of the tattoo sounds as well. Yeah. You'll start with a short little line. Hmm? So now here's the problem is that if. Like, I'm not worried about... This is always going to mean something, right? Yeah. Like, I had this dog, and I loved yeah. this dog. He was my pal. I was his pal. This, I'll always look at this and be like, oh, man, Eddie. Don't, yeah. don't gesticulate. Don't gesticulate with that hand. And <laughs> the problem is that what if I... And, and Katie drew this, so my wife... Yeah. This is her art yeah. on my arm. But yeah. What happens if I get a divorce? Then you still have that on your arm. Then you could probably cover it up. But I got like my wife's, my stupid ex-wife's art on my arm. See, this is the thing. This is the thing because I have, I have, a, I have a line of poetry that she wrote, that Dana wrote. Right. And that's that's the question. I've been, I've been divorced twice, so the likelihood right. of my divorces are much higher than yours, just because I'm, I'm, you know, not gonna happen. Yeah. But so the question became when I was getting that, I was like, and I went, you know, the thing about it is, I love this line of poetry. Yeah. And she wrote it for me, so. Mine. I mean, I'm not worried about getting divorced. I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta. We'll see what happens when the kids get here. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta have the, 
the kid and see how you don't really step up and how you actually, you know, don't really support the uh, the, 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 new, the young mother, postpartum depression, all that shit. Yeah. It stings a little. It does. So tell us, what, how, what does it feel? It feels like I'm getting a tattoo. Is that all you got? You don't have any comparison for anybody? I mean, it feels like... Like somebody's running a needle along my arm. How did you describe it? Like someone takes like a, a like Brillo a pad steel, like or steel wool, steel wool yeah. and rubs it really, really aggressively in the same, you know, section of skin for a while. That's yeah. kind of what it feels like. It's like the constant moment that you're getting, you're getting a shot. Wow, that is not an acute. See, that doesn't sell the idea. Once I've had a shot, it doesn't feel like. Yeah, it doesn't feel anything like getting a shot. But like that, that go, instant moment, like just oop, that little pity prick. It's just that's the. I know. I just thing. feel like yeah. it feels like it's like taking a. Yeah, I, I always thought felt it more, more abrasive. Yeah, 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 like the steel wool idea. That's kind of what it. Oh yeah. I've definitely had tattoos where I thought the wiping hurt more than the tattoo. Mm. <laughs> okay, yeah. I can see that. Where's the most painful place to get a tattoo? Um, I, mean, I just got mine. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's not, actually. It's going to be a little different for everyone, but you can probably figure it out by now. Where it would hurt. I mean... The palm of the hand? That would yeah, probably yeah, be up there. Like where there's, where there's a lot of nerve nerves, yeah. So have we talked about uh, the issue that I have with um, my wife and driving stick shift? Have I, we ever we talked have, about this? We have not talked about this. All right, this. so I drive a stick shift car. Okay. I love stick shift. I feel like it, it's it's more fun. I feel like it gives me more control. It's just something to do. Uh, and it ultimately becomes a second nature thing. Like, even when in traffic, like, I don't think about it. I'm just there, I'm clutching, yeah. and I'm shifting, and okay. If I rent a car, I now get our, our new car, our Mazda, which is an automatic. Um, I, I might think once, maybe, like, the, the thought will float past my mind. It's like, huh, I'm just kind of hanging out, not having to yeah. do anything else. But that's it. Like, I, I like having a stick shift. So when Katie and I were thinking about selling her car, and we could just use mine and not buy another one, she's yeah. like, well, I, I, don't, I can't drive stick. I'm like, yeah, well, learn, can. drive stick. It's learn to drive hard. stick. It's not that hard. No, it's not that hard. And her big concern was, what do I do if I can't stop? And I run up on a sidewalk and I hit people. And my response to that is pretty obvious. Why the fuck would you be running up on a sidewalk hitting people if you can't stop? Like, in a st- if you don't know how to drive a stick shift, the, thing the is, easiest thing to do is, is stop. stop. Yeah, I was going to say, they're, 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 that's that, it. that is the least problem we're <laughs> right. going to have. It's moving forward that's going to be a right. problem. All right, yeah. I'm gonna, here's the thing. You know how I you know how I learned how to drive stick shift? Stalling a shit ton of times? Actually, no. Um, I learned because I bought a stick shift car. When I was in high school, I go. had I had a, a 1951 Chevy Deluxe, which was automatic transmission. Mm-hmm. Um, early automatic transmission. That's what, what what it was. But the first car that I bought that was a modern car was stick shift. And I didn't know how to drive stick shift. I hadn't asked any, I had no idea. In fact, the only thing I knew that had a stick. Was it on the floor or was it three in the tree? Um, this was five. Okay. Yeah, this is five. Yeah. And, uh, and the only thing I'd ever driven that had that kind of transmission was a motorcycle. 
So I get the car, and I buy the car, and I'm driving it off the fucking lot. <laughs> and I have no <laughs> clue how to do it other than what I know from using a transmission on a motorcycle. Uh-huh. And I learned to drive it by driving it off into traffic. Yeah. And I figured it out. And it was, you know, it was a little slow go. I never stalled out. Okay. It was a little slow go, but once I got the hang of it, and I drove that car for years. See, I learned my dad had a... Still she has, can learn how to drive it. Right. My dad has a Fiat, a 1981 Spider Fiat. Um, that stick shifts. I learned on that. And Your dad has a night... Does he still have it? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's a cool car. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It's before Fiat was like the... Exactly. The cheesy, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was a, that was a Fiat. Yeah. An 81 Fiat? That's yeah. not bad. That's not um, bad. We used to... When we were kids, we would... Like, around spring, it was... Um, we would start asking, like, what's the weather like out there to our parents? And... Their answer would be, if it was warm enough, they would say it's fiat weather. Okay. Because fiat weather was warm. Was nice. Because it's a convertible. Yeah. And we, Dad never drove that thing with the top up, unless he got caught in the rain. Okay, yeah, which is fair. Because it's not a good car. Was it a rag top? Or a... Yeah, rag top. Okay, yeah. all right. Not a good car for the winter. It's low to the ground. No, yeah, and rag top, it does of course, not... it's terrible. That's and there's terrible no power much. steering on yeah, it, yeah, so, yeah. It's not... so he would store it in the winter. That makes sense. And then the fiat would come out in the summer, you know, for fiat there weather. There you go. Um, and it's so fucked up because I've driven it, you know, a thousand times since, and I've been caught in the rain with it, and I cannot put the rag top. Well, it's because by it's myself. not been used. Because it's not, so it's not yeah, stretched out. Yeah, yeah, it's a motherfucker. Oh, that's but, so funny. So I learned that I had a girl, a girlfriend. So she was kind of a girlfriend who had a stick shift who taught me in her Honda Civic. I had another buddy who taught me in like his SHO, sure. his Ford Show, is one mm-hmm. of those things. And then I had a buddy my freshman year in college because I didn't have a car. He let me borrow his truck. He had a pickup truck that was yeah. stick shift. And I would take it around, and I stalled once on train tracks. Oh, shit. And the train wasn't coming. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. okay. It was right, like, yeah. oh, fuck. And you just, that, but that's how you learn. You learn yeah. in the fear, and you just, and it's not that hard. And I'm a really good, I've taught several people how to drive stick. Yeah. I'm a good teacher with it, but Katie Katie can learn now. So, but you know what? Katie's going to have to get over it because you can't sell your car because then you lose your freedom. That's my point. Car equals freedom, man. Car equals freedom. The car is... if I gave up my office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't give up your car. This dude. is now my Fight thing, for it. right? Do not allow her to take your car. I mean, the thing about it is, this is the thing, is when I had my car hit and I thought they were going to take my car away, the fucking idea... Because I was 12 years without a car. Yeah. And... Man, the day I got the new car, I was like, oh, my God, I have freedom. Yeah. It, mean, it means, I mean, and not everybody can have this, but what it means is, it means that right now I could fucking put stop on this recording, I could put some actual clothes on, and I could fucking drive to Wisconsin right now. I go you can anywhere I want. Go I can go to through. Florida. Yep. I can go to Canada. I can go to Mexico. I can go anywhere I want. That is what freedom equals. Yes. And uh, and, and and you don't get it any of Fuck you, Greyhound. Right. Fuck you, Metro. Fuck you, a car. Oh my God. Yeah. I and and I get it. Yeah. There's a you know there's a, a carbon footprint you have. That's uh, why I have a hybrid. I have a hybrid. But yeah, I still. If I see somebody driving like a 1968 Mustang, mm-hmm. I kind of get a soft wood. I mean, oh, I love yeah. that shit. I mean, that's like the sound of it. And that's, I get it. I get it. Totally. I like my Prius just fine, mostly because it gets me where I'm going. Yeah. But man. But the freedom is the big thing. It's freedom. Now, Katie hasn't asked me to sell the car. She's never said get rid of it. Well, then don't. Don't mention it. So we've, it. we've got two cars. That we've got she the Mazda. She to this. And we've got my, we've got my, my, my GTI. And... Whenever we go anywhere as a family, we take the Mazda because 
Yeah. It's easier to get the kid in and out because we've got both car seats. We've got two car seats. One is in mine. We've, I've used once because I'm like, I have not used this fucking car seat yet. Yeah. We're taking my car. Sure. But the one in the Mazda has got the release so we can put the carriers, this whole thing. So it's just easier to take the Mazda there, wherever we're going with the kid. Um, so my car mostly just sits on the street and I don't drive much yeah. in the city. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, you know, and my... My my payments a month or I pay three hundred bucks a month for, which isn't a lot. Mm. Um, my insurance isn't high. It, yeah. Like it's not an expensive thing. But you have two cars. Is what you're we have two cars. So you can sell one. Yeah. Then sell. So one. we would still be without a car, or we would, we would still have a car. Yeah. Right? Well, well, then 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 your freedom is not that impugned. Except rich boy. Except, well, yeah, but that's the thing is that like yeah. the 300 bucks is starting to hurt a little bit. Yeah, yeah, get it's rid of that one. It's starting to hurt a get little bit. Get rid of that one. Does the other car paid for it? No, I mean, we've got payments on it. Get rid of the get rid of the one you don't use. Get rid of the one you don't use. Because now, ah, just and do we, it. And we've talked, we've, 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 we've thought about it, we've talked oh, yeah. about it. Like, all right, well, what happens in the case that we, she needs, like, I need to be out of town on a car trip and yep. she needs the car. Like, that happens. Well, yeah. look, I can always call my dad. He's got... A car I can borrow. You call my, me. You know, I, yeah, I mean, like, I can get a yeah. car. Like, it's yeah. not the end of the world. I have to make a few phone calls. I have to, you know, yeah, you know, give a few favors here and there. But I'll be okay. Yeah. The thing is, is that I won't have my car. I won't have my stick shift. Well, GTI. Keep, this, keep the stick shift. Get rid get, of the other. Get rid of the Mazda. Fucking a yeah. But that puts us back to the issue of she needs to learn. Grow up. It's not going to happen. Grow up! Six years I've been having this debate with her. You know what? If she has no option, this is the thing. If she has no option, she will have to learn so, or she will walk. So the next day she goes into the office, should I just take the Mazda back to the dealership? That's like, what I'm saying. What do you give me for it? Yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. like, where's our car? Like, oh, it's the GTI. Yeah, we, we couldn't afford We couldn't afford the Mazda. Mine's and, cheaper. And mine's cheap. There you go. I'm being frugal and I'm and, and then and then, and then fucking <laughs> learn. Fuck that. Learn. And then it'd be nice. Grow we up. Learn. We're gonna drive the stick shift. Jesus take, Christ! We could take the car ah. together. We could drive the stick shift to the courthouse to solidify the divorce. It's she's not gonna divorce you over <laughs> a stick shift. I just, I, it's like ah. And I walk. I took Harry out on a walk today, and I walked past the car to make sure that there weren't any, you know, street cleaning or anything. I had to move it or anything like that. Ah, get rid of the Mazda. I, I kind of want to. Do I mean I like that car? It's bigger. You know, it's necessary. How often does she CX-5. drive? Versus how often you drive? What's the ratio? Uh, it's, I, I drive I drive more. Like I a lot I drive more, more, like sixty percent more. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But, then, it's, but this sixty, this hundred percent we're starting with is pretty small. Of, yeah. Oh yeah, well, like, it's a small thing, but you yeah. drive more. So I'm just saying. I am just saying. I, yeah, I don't disagree with you. Get rid of the Mazda. It's, that's going to open up a fucking can of worms then, in then hell. Then have her come call me, and I will I will explain. Mm. I will explain the deal. That might help because. Katie always does really well with fifty-year-old men explaining things to her. Fifty-year-old white men, especially that. Well, that you know, her father's a fifty-year-old or like a forty-nine-year-old white. 40, he's almost fifty. He'll be fifty he's in almost October second. So yeah. you know, I got, I got, yeah. I got patriarchy and paternalism. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And paternalism, I win the game. Yeah. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. All right, six things for David Himmel on his fortieth fucking birthday. Forty. Who thought we were gonna get this far? It sounds boring. <laughs> yeah. Didn't we all think we were gonna die when we were 
In high school or something like that? I thought well, I was going to die when I was 45, yeah. Yeah. Well. He's got five years and then he's yeah, so decrepit. Right. Maybe we'll get there. It's possible. Yeah, barring any unforeseen circumstances. Okay, so here you go, David. So these, my I've, I picked three, and they're directed specifically at you for thingies to do. So if you're like Don and I, there's a movie or five or ten you might like to rewatch specifically with your wife. Um, for Don and I, it's like Punch Drunk Love, and there are a bunch of other movies that we want to rewatch Watch together. together. Yeah. Boogie Nights. So pick something out that you and Katie talk about over and over, but haven't like. Man, don't watch Vanilla Sky. Like whatever you. Yeah, do. don't Just watch. Don't, do not watch. Don't Vanilla watch that. Sky. That's a. That's a. But okay, new. so there's one. So number yeah, that's two your is one. Now it's my turn. Oh, okay, so that's how we do. You do your one. Oh, sorry, you I... switch off. It's okay. She doesn't listen to the podcast, David. Um, so my number one <laughs> is a watch. It is a watch, and I want, uh, and this is not for you to do, David, but for everyone to do in tribute to David. Watch Cocktail. I mean, come on. If you listen to the podcast, you know how much David adores this fucking movie, so at least watch it once if you've never watched it. And if you have watched in fact, that's what I'm going to do today is I'm going to watch Cocktail. Are you going to go meta? Are you going to have a cocktail while watching Cocktail? I'm absolutely going to do it, and I'm going to throw it in the air when I drink it or when I well, make it. Well, maybe after you finish that can of beer, you just, just throw it around. smash it on your head, or maybe throw I'll throw it over the your beer. shoulder. Yeah, I'll throw it before, and then I'll open it up, and it'll spray everywhere, and then I'll drink it, and then I'll feel like I've somehow... <laughs> and I'll do bad poetry. Exciting! There you go. Cocktail. Watch wow! Cocktail. All right. Okay, so uh, here's another thing. So go to a neighborhood in Chicago or, you know, wherever else, but Chicago is, you know, where you live. So, and it's huge. So I would recommend going to a neighborhood you just haven't spent any time in. Like, I don't know, get on the pink line and get off at Cicero or something like that. And just like walk around, just amble around, take some headphones, just do your thing. Well, give it just, that just, just for a few hours, just like three hours yeah. max, just like do nothing but walk around a neighborhood that you just haven't been in before. And given and that like he's spending out. spending his birthday in Mexico, perhaps coming back sure. to Chicago and spend some time in a Latin neighborhood will not be that much of a stretch. Well, and the, Chicago's always better kind of after you've been in it for a while and then you go away you for a little back. bit and then you come back and you see the city with fresh eyes. It's real. It's always really nice. So embrace that time and check out neighborhoods. My number two is a watch. Again, a watch. Um... Dana apparently didn't even know this existed, but you're going to go to facebook.com slash The Defeated Show, and you are going to watch 11 episodes of The Defeated, which is a web series that uh, David and Jason Harris put together. I'm going to do it. It's I'm surprised funny. I didn't know about that until just now. I'm, I'm really excited. It's quite funny. So that's something I want you to do in tribute of David Hamill on his 40th birthday. Watch The Defeated Cool. And then uh, lastly for you, Mr. David, um, uh, if you're a writer, and we know you are, <laughs> you've got a paper drawer. You've got scraps. You've got post-its. you got to clean that wall, man. Like, you got to go on a housekeeping binge with that stuff. Uh, they got to go. Don't, don't leave a mess for Katie when you're dead and it'll all become garbage. I mean, what's the point of that? So just, like... Uh, do a little rearrangement, do a little, like, idea housekeeping, and 
Yeah, we I don't know, throw away some office. memos and stuff. That fucking combined office they have. Clean some shit up. Yeah, pa- especially like paper-wise, like visual paper-wise. God, just like scraps of anything. It's like, you know, scrapbooking, only it's a pile of things that always remain a pile. It's just a wreck. Anyway. That's why I write always in digital. And my last thing, in tribute of David Himmel, go to Amazon.com, look up The Last DJ Order it, either in Kindle or in paperback. Get that book and read it. It's typo-free. It is typo-free. That's the best review we can get. It's (laughs) it's typo-free, but you should read it. Uh, You'll love it. You'll be amazed at the lack of typos. And that's the show. That's the show. So happy birthday, David. Happy birthday, David. You had a great birthday, and I was going to say, I can't wait to see you. In person, but I won't see you in person until June. Feliz cumpleaños. But at least I'll see you uh, via the FaceTime. Um, all relaxed. Travel safe, okay? You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.